<laughs> Psalms 121. I'm just going to read verses 1 and 2. I'm just going to read verses 1 and 2. And it simply says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. I just want to just for a few moments today or as the spirit leads. I mean, I'm not in no hurry, but at the same time, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm going to take my time, but I ain't going to waste no time. How's that? I want to talk to you all briefly and encourage your hearts. Hang on. Help is on the way. Hang on. Help is on the way. Well, when I look at this particular Psalms, and I love the Psalms, most of your Bibles, uh, right after it has the book, and the book number, uh, it has a superscription. And uh, the superscription to this Psalms tell us that it is a song of degrees. That is, this is a psalm that worshipers would sing as they made their way to Jerusalem to participate in the three great annual feasts. You had the Feast of the Passover, you had Pentecost, and then you had the Feast of Tabernacles. So with that in mind, it is plain to see that this is a pilgrim's song. It tells of the dangers of the journey and of the help that God provides along the way. I need you all to understand when you look at verse number one, verse number one is not a declaration of hope but rather it is a cry of despair. Uh, the psalmist is telling us that danger is lurking in the hills above and is waiting for an opportunity to pounce upon the weary traveler. And when this happens, where can the pilgrim turn to for help? Well, the psalmist answers his own question by reminding us that the Lord is our help. And may I remind you this morning that we are all pilgrims and our pilgrimage began the very moment that we received Jesus as Lord and Savior. And uh, it will continue until we step out of this life into eternity. Oh, but what glories await us when we finally get home. But along the way, there are dangers lurking all around. There are thieves that would rob us of peace, joy, and victory. There are sins that would quench the fire of God in our souls. There are problems that would strip us of the glory and the power of the Almighty God. And I don't know about you, but 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 I've been through some some difficult times myself. Amen. Times when dangers surrounded my life and I wondered where my help would come from. And somebody, you may be right there today. You may be listening. You may say, Pastor, you knocking at my door. 
Well, if so, then allow me to encourage you here today, not with my own words, but with this Psalms. Because if you are struggling today or uh, are just aware that problems might be just around the next corner, then I need you to know that this Psalm is for you. Let's join the psalmist today for a few moments. Y'all don't mind, do you? As he tells us about a source of help who is greater than any problem imaginable. And when we look at these verses, we will find hope and help for our journey. Notice if you will, keep your Bibles open. Notice if you will, there are some truths that's being revealed here in our text, as we think on the thought, hang on, help is coming. When you glance down at verses two through four, uh, the psalmist wants us to know something in between verses two through four. He wants us to know the source of our help. Let me deal with that for a few minutes. The source of our help. Because when you look at verse number two, he simply says that he is our creator. Uh, the, psalmist, uh, the psalmist knew that his help would not come from the hills. But you have to understand that in time past, the hills had been places of idolatry and false religion. Uh, but no help could not be found in the false and so the psalmist turned his attention to the Lord because he knew that the real source of his help was uh, Almighty God. You have to understand that he, he, he's not referring to a friend or, or an ally, but he is referring to the creator of the universe. And so the ideal is this, that if God can make this world if God can take nothing and create the whole world, then surely he has the power to take care of you and me. Oh, what a truth. What a truth. Our helper is none other than the very one who stood on the edge of nothing and made everything with the power of his word. And how many of y'all know he is able to help us? Ah, in the midst of whatever we're going through. Uh, Paul said, now unto him that is able. Uh, if I don't say nothing else, that's enough. I'm going to say you fill in the blank because our creator, he's an able God. And then when I glance at verse number three, not only do I see that he's our creator, our creator, but I also see he is our confirmer, because verse number three tells us that the Lord will not allow our foot to slip. In other words, God knows, God knows how easy it is for us to slip into sin and to slip into discouragement. And yet we must remember that he is ever with us and he has promised to sustain us with his presence and uh, his power. He said, Lord, I'm with you always, even until the ends uh, of the earth. I'll never leave you. He said, neither will I ever forsake you. 
And so we need to remember that the Lord has never made a house that failed, nor a foundation that has ever crumbled. Yes, there will be times when we feel like giving up. There will be times when we feel like giving in. But we need to realize that he has lifted us up out of a moral clay of this world, and he has established our goings. And so we are constantly being reinforced and helped steady by the mighty hand of God. I hear David said, I waited patiently on the Lord and he inclined unto me. He lifted my feet up out of a horrible pit. He said he established my goings. He put a song, my God, on my lips. And then the Pentecostal church, we say he put clapping in our hands. And he also put running, uh, you know, we had, he put running in our feet. Why? Because the Lord, he is our confirmer. And so what this means is to us is that we can count on the Lord to help us on our way. In fact, the New Testament depicts the Lord in the person of the Holy Spirit. And he says that he is our comforter. He is pictured as one who comes along beside us to offer us help and assistance during our journey. And so, yes, the psalmist says, the psalmist says he is our confirmer. But then when I look at the latter verse of verse three and and at verse number four, I, I see something else in there. Pastor, what do you see? Well, I see that he is uh, our constant helper uh, because not only does the Lord know that it's easy for us to slip, but he also know that it's easy for us to sleep. Uh-huh. There are times when we grow weary and we want to rest. There are times when we let down our guard and we get caught napping, but not so with the Lord. How many of y'all know he never sleeps? Ah, he tell us that he never slumber. He is always awake and he's always active on our behalf. He doesn't weary. He doesn't tire. He doesn't fall asleep at the switch. And so therefore, there is no need for you to worry here today. There's no need for you to fret. There's no need for you to lose one moment of sleep uh, at any time because of a problem or a situation, because I need you to know God don't go to sleep. He's always awake. And you all hear me tell you oftentimes that if God is going to be up, I might as well go to sleep. Somebody who can type fast, put that in the chat, that if God is always up, then I might as well go to sleep because Jeremiah says, great is thy faithfulness. In other words, while I'm resting, while I'm sleeping, God, I can depend upon you. Hallelujah, that you're going uh, to always be there. And so David, David, he talks about the source of our help. But then when I look at verse five and six, can I just preach the Bible? Can I just stay with the text? When I look at verse five and six, 
Not only do I see the source of our help, but then I also see the strength of our help. Well, what you're talking about, Pastor, because when I look at verse number five, I see that he protects us from our enemies. Notice this verse tell us that the Lord is our shade upon the right hand. You have to understand that in ancient times, warriors carries two items into battle. One was the sword and the other was the shield. Now, normally the shield was carried by the left hand and the sword in the right hand. And so this meant that the right hand side was vulnerable to attack since there was no shield of protection upon it. But the psalmist is telling us that God takes up a deliberate defensive position to protect us to where we are most vulnerable. In other words, we don't have to put our dukes up. We don't have to stick our chest out because I want you to know here today that God deliberately whoo, takes a defensive position. And the Holy Ghost says, somebody, somebody, you need to just hold your peace. Let the Lord fight your battle because God will protect us from every one of our enemies. I just want to talk because, you know, we never know. We never know from where our attacks will come. And I discover they come from places that we least expect. But once again, we never know. We never know from where our attacks will come. And sometimes we find ourselves attacked in areas where we are weak. And our enemy knows all about our weakness. And then there are other times we may find that we are attacked in areas where we are the strongest. Well, let me put some Bible on it. Elijah, y'all know Elijah, he's renowned for his courage, yet he fled from the woman Jezebel. Moses had great strength, uh, but with all of his meekness, yet in anger he smote the rock and was forbidden to enter into the promised land. Abraham, y'all know Abraham, Abraham's greatest strength was in his faith in the Lord. Yet he went into Egypt in pure unbelief. The whole point I'm making is this, that we will be attacked and we will never know where the attack will come from. But can I tell you all the good news? It never catches God off guard. I said your attack never catches God off guard. And he is always ready to shield us and to protect us from our enemies. And so verse five, he says that he protects us from our enemies. And then in verse six, as if our enemies is not enough, he declares that God also protects us from the elements. Oh, in this verse, the psalmist speaks of two possible sources of harm that were common to the ancient soldier. One was sunstroke, a dangerous condition where the body became overheated 
and then would all of a sudden shut down. This condition could be fatal. And then the other was a moonstroke. Some of y'all ain't never heard of that. It was a moonstroke. I believe by the ancients to be just as dangerous. Moonstroke, unlike the sunstroke, did not affect the body, but it affected the mind. And how do y'all know no matter how healthy your body is, if your mind is messed up, that's a whole different story. And so the moonstroke, it affected the mind. And in ancient time, mental illness was thought to be caused by the moon. And so this is where we get the word lunatic to refer to someone who has a mental disturbance. And so the whole ideal is this. While we are subject to attack in our lives, we are also subject to attack in our bodies and in our minds. Oh, y'all heard the testimony of Sister Pat? The devil tried to attack her body, but God said, not so. And somebody, I don't know what you're facing right now in your life, whether it's in your mind or in your body, you ought to declare on this word right now, and you ought to shout, not so. You ought to let the devil know, devil, you are a liar. Hallelujah. It's not so. And so he tried to attack our bodies. He tried to attack our minds. Uh, But just as God will guard us against the attack of the enemy from the outside, he will guard us from the attack on the inside as well. And whether the attack is open or secret, whether it comes by day or in the darkness of the night, be sure that God is aware of where you are and of what is happening and he will always be there to protect you. I don't know who I'm talking to, but God is there to guard you. God is there to give you the resources that you need to stand in the day of battle. God is our strong tower. I better move on. God is. He's our refuge and our strength. God is. He's everything that we need. And he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I dare you to just stay under the shadow and you'll understand that God is. He's the source of our help. And you'll understand that he is the strength of our help and that the strength he protects his children from every enemy. And then he protects us also from the elements. But then I see something else. And I'm almost finished preaching here today. Don't take long. I see in verses seven and eight that not only is he the source of our help, not only is he the strength of our help, but he is the security of our help. And when I speak of the security, I speak of the guarantee. Because did you all not know that we are preserved from evil? 
When you look at that word preserve, it simply means protected. It means we are safeguarded. And so the psalmist in verse seven, he says we are preserved from evil. You know, these bodies are much like volcanoes. And at any moment, oh, y'all know I'm telling y'all the truth. Some of y'all living on it, you say sanctified. You feel with the Holy Ghost, you're fire baptized. I know that. But you've been locked up in that house for almost nine months now. And you just go to the store to buy food, come straight home. Some of y'all tired, frustrated. You done remodeled your house five times. You done read 20 books. You done watched the same movie about 10 times. You feel like you're going to blow your step. Come on, can I come down somebody's street? But the you're the shot, not so. These bodies are much like volcanoes. And at any moment, the sin that is shut up in us can burst forth and commit any sin imaginable. And some of y'all looking at me and say, wait a minute, Pastor. I don't have no sin in my life. Shame on you. Well, let me put some Bible on what I'm saying. Because how many of y'all know this flesh, this flesh which we carry around is utterly evil and it's corrupt. Well, help me preach then, Brother Paul. Paul said in the seventh chapter of the book of Romans, he says, for I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good. He said, because my flesh is acting up. He says, I know the solution, but sometimes my flesh won't help me realize uh, the solution. And you know the story, he said, the things uh, that I ought not do, those are the things uh, I find myself doing. Then he declared, oh, wretched man, oh, wretched man that I am. But I have good news for you. David said that the Lord will protect and preserve us from all evil. And so how can we ever, how can we ever hope to live for God knowing that our flesh is no good? Well, I got good news. The answer lies in the Holy Ghost. I said the answer lies in the Holy Ghost because when we are saved, how many of y'all know he moves in? I need y'all to know Christ moved in. And when he comes, he comes with all the resources necessary to overcome temptation and to say no to sin. How many of y'all know he, he, he abides in us? He, he, he allows us. He equips us with everything that we need in order to say no. But how many of y'all know you got to have a desire to say no? Uh-oh. He's that in Bible study. You have to have a desire to say no. But I stop by here to let you know God has equipped every one of us with everything that we need to say no. Well, let me put some scripture on it. Paul said in the 10th chapter of the book of 1 Corinthians and verse number 13, he said, there have no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But then he says, in the midst of everything, but whew, God is faithful. Somebody ought to shout, my God is faithful. He says, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that 
which ye are able, but with the temptation, he'll make a way for you to escape that you may be able to bear it. And so David said, the Lord is, he's the security of our help. I can't do it by myself, but with God, all things are possible. Peter said in 1 Peter, the fifth chapter in verse number eight, he said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, he walketh about seeking whom he may devour. But that's all right. Let him keep on walking. Let him keep on talking. I'm secured in Jesus. Ah, come on. You got to declare I'm secured in Jesus. I know sometimes news come. Things happen in our life that seem to knock the wind out of us. Make it seem like the very foundation that we're standing on is being shaken right from under our feet. But even during those times, I want you to hold on to God because God is our helper. God is our strength. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. Well, let me close. Told y'all I wasn't gonna preach long here today. But I see something in verse number eight. I see something in verse number eight. I see in verse eight that we are preserved for eternity. I'm going to say it again. We are preserved for eternity. Listen, in this verse, the psalmist simply reminds us that the Lord will keep us while we are here. I must say it again. The Lord will keep us while we are here. Notice verse number eight. The Lord shall preserve thy going out, my God, and thy coming back in. You know, that let me know that if I go out, God's going to bless me to make it back in. He's going to preserve. He's going to protect. He's going to safeguard when I go out and come back in. And notice what he says. He says, from this time and even forevermore. And so he's telling us that he's going to protect us. He's going to preserve us while we're here. And that he will continue this ministry throughout all eternity. And so ours is a priceless, it's an endless guarantee. This is simply a reminder of the wonderful doctrine of the security of the believer, that if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. And that if we repent of our sins, that he's faithful and he's just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. And in Jesus, as long as I stay in him, I am preserved for the rest of my life. I'm going to say it again, as long as I stay in him. Because when you are in him, you, you have the same characteristics that he has. Well, when you're in him, you can't help but love like him. When you're in him, 
You can't help but to be obedient like he was obedient. When you are in him, my God, you take on his characteristics. And in other words, you are preserved for the rest of your life. And so in my conclusion, I'm grateful today that I have these promises as I journey through this life. What about you, my brothers and my sisters? I'm glad that I do not have to look to this ever-changing world for my help and for my security. You already know we can't look to this world. This world is divided. And you know what? It's almost divided in half. <laughs> those that are saying they're right, saying the other's wrong. And those that are wrong are saying the other's is right. This world is divided. Don't put your trust in this world. Don't put your trust in your job. Don't put your trust in your children. Don't put your trust in your spouse. Don't put your trust in any man. But I'm glad I trust in God, wherever I may be, on the mountaintop or out on the raging sea. Though billows roll, he keeps my soul. My heavenly father, he watches over me. And I know I have security in Christ Jesus. Uh, there's a great God up in heaven who is interested in everything that happens in your life. My burdens are his burdens. My problems are his problems. My worries are his worries. My duty is simply to trust him. Your duty is simply to just trust God. And guess what? When you do your part, he'll do the rest. He says, cast all your cares upon the Lord. Why? Because he careth, he careth for you. And I want to know, are you, are you performing your duties? Are you performing your duties by casting your cares upon him because he cares about you? Are you performing your duties? Do you need help from the Lord today? If so, you can come to him. You can come to him broken. You can come to him sad. You can come to him hurt. You can come to him confused. You can come to him mixed up. You can come to him broke. You can come to him sick. I'm going to come down your street in a minute. You can come to him just the way you are. Or I hear a song that I came to Jesus just as I was. I was weary, wounded, and sad. But I found in him a resting place, and he has made me glad. And so the psalmist want us to know that the Lord, he is our source. The Lord, he is our strength. The Lord, he is our security. Has I not known, as I not heard, the everlasting father of the universe, Faint if not, he giveth strength to those who have no might. He increaseth their strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. Young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. 
They'll mount up with wings as eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. I need somebody here today. I need somebody here today to simply hang on because help 